What the heck is this? I discovered it while prowling around a local Vons grocery store and rediscovered it in Trinidad at a small market. This product is marketed internationally. And I have an image. It says men's guards, and then it has a little pad. And then another one is brand name Depend, small, medium, and large. And this one's maximum. It has a picture of a guy that looks like he's about 38 wearing the uh, underwear with a padded crotch. It's called Dry Shield. If you sit and watch the TV in the U.S. for a few hours, you will be subjected to ads showing tough-looking men in their 60s proudly sporting padded crotches. These are explained not as cod pieces for macho dudes with young mistresses, but as, quote, male incontinence garments, diapers in other words. We all know the story. Many women lose urine as they get older. Their pelvic walls were stretched by childbirth, but men tend to get blockage rather than leakage. They have prostate enlargement. What is this marketing about protection for them? And how can these pads possibly be a $4 billion U.S. industry? Various conditions such as Parkinson's disease can produce male incontinence, but by far the most common cause is a routine complication of, quote, radical prostatectomy surgery. This procedure should almost never be performed. The numbers prove it. I tell the story in Butchered by Healthcare, and my chapter follows. It's entitled, The Prostate Cancer Meat Grinder. I let off with a quote by Eric Hoffer. Every great cause begins as a movement, becomes a business, and eventually degenerates into a racket. Urology's approach to prostate cancer has undergone an embarrassing outing. The specialty traditionally recommends that the surgeon draw bloods for prostate-specific antigen, PSA. The urologist also inserts their finger into the patient's rectum to feel for prostate lumps. If the blood test is high or the surgeon feels nodules, they stick a large needle repeatedly through the rectum into the prostate to get tissue samples. If the biopsy shows cancer, urologists recommend perilous surgeries or other alarming therapies. This system has been discredited because it never improved survival rates for early disease. The cancer is present but inactive in most men over 50. Only about 12% of men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer during their lives and their five years relative survival rate for this cancer after it is diagnosed, that's the percent with the disease who are alive compared to match controls, is 97.8%. Ignoring it in the early stages produces the same results as treatment, but without the horrific surgical complications. The commonly performed operation, a radical prostatectomy, causes death in 1 in 200 compromised or ruined sexuality and uncontrollable urination requiring diapers are common, often for the rest of a man's life. Some patients already have metastatic cancer before surgery. In these cases, it kills the patient even though he has suffered through the grisly procedure and recovery. The PSA test is unreliable. It increases with any irritation of the gland 
due to factors such as infection or even bicycle riding. Antibiotics or anti-inflammatories are the treatments, not surgery. The vast majority of these tumors grow so slowly that death occurs from something else before the disease becomes an issue. PSA is little help to identify aggressive cancers that would be fatal. Here is a little math. The USPSTF, that's the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, did a large-scale analysis of the research literature. They concluded that for every 1,000 men ages 55 to 69 who had their PSA checked every one to four years for a decade, it would save one man from prostate cancer. <coughs> the number needed to test is 1,000, over 10,000 patient years, and who knows how many tests, possibly 50,000. Even if you believe that these small numbers are meaningful, the cost-benefit ratio is terrible. False positive PSAs lead to biopsies, which have complications just like the true positives. Men with biopsies that show cancer get surgery or other treatments. The harms resulting from these interventions include erectile dysfunction, urinary incontinence, serious cardiovascular events, deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, and occasionally death. Checking PSA in asymptomatic men produces no improvement in survival. The American Veterans Administration Pivot PIVOT trial compared surgery versus observation for localized prostate cancer over 13 years. There was no statistically or clinically significant difference in either all-cause absolute survival or even disease-specific mortality that's relative survival. Prostate removal surgery is a net harm. A Scandinavian study looked at 695 men with prostate cancer. They were divided into two groups. One had radical prostatectomy surgery, the other watchful waiting. With the surgery, the men were half as likely to die of the cancer. Relative death rate. Their overall death rates from all causes, absolute deaths at 5 and 10 years, were identical to those who did not have the surgery. Other researchers support these results. By 2013, urologists partially responded to the heckling from the rest of the medical community. Their new guidelines recommended, quote, individualizing this test using, quote, shared decision-making between physicians and patients for ages 55 to 69. This is misguided. Otis Brawley, head of the American Cancer Society until 2018, told the story of an unfortunate patient who was victimized by this system in his book, How We Do Harm. Here it is. Ralph entered the prostate cancer meat grinder, and this is my verbiage, not Brawley's, after he had his PSA drawn in a shopping mall at a free cancer screening event. It was 4.3. He had 12 painful biopsies. Two of them showed a moderate-grade cancer in about 15% of each specimen. Ralph read everything he could. He decided on robotic surgery because the advertising said it was, quote, advanced. It left him impotent and incontinent, and he required diapers for the rest of his life. His PSA several months later was 0.9. It would have been zero if the surgeon had entirely removed his prostate. He became obsessed with the idea that he still had cancer. 
So he went to a radiation oncologist who obligingly treated him with, quote, proton beam therapy. When he began seeing blood in his stools later, his surgeons found a fistula. This is a connection between his urethra, urine tube, and his bowel. It was confirmed when he began passing bowel gas from his penis. The surgeons treated him by sewing his colon to the front of his abdomen with a colostomy, which required him to change a bag containing his stool several times a day. They also created a similar passage from his bladder to his belly, a urostomy. He still had both when he died of a severe urinary infection a few years later. He was 72. The urologists, or at least the male ones, do not seem to understand the PSA math. 80% of them, along with half of the internal medicine specialists, continue to test their own PSAs. Patients have little chance understanding any of this if most physicians do not. Like other diseases with expensive treatments, the prostate cancer industry has nonprofit quote, advocacy associations growing in a dense thicket all around it. These universally promote PSA screening, which starts the cascade of billions of dollars of medical services. One organization called US2 is 90% funded by the pharmaceutical and device companies that profit from this prostate circus. Zero, formerly the National Prostate Cancer Coalition, has funding from Amgen, AstraZeneca, Aventus, Cytogen, Merck, Pharmacia, and Pfizer. Kimberly Clark, the maker of Depends Incontinence Diapers, is another donor. Prostate cancer surgery sells a lot of adult diapers for them. Zero and the others claim to be independent, unbiased, grassroots groups that are not beholden to any company. Shared decision-making is an abdication of responsibility. We are losing trust in advisors who cannot advise. Fewer and fewer will shoulder responsibility in this age of lawsuits. Other People's Money, a book about finance, explains the issue. Quote, A good lawyer manages our problems. A bad lawyer responds to every issue by asking us what we want to do. When ill, we look for a recommended course of action, not a detailed description of our ailments and a list of references to relevant medical texts. The demand for transparency in finance is a symptom of the breakdown of trust. I recommend men pretend they do not have a prostate unless they get symptoms. Disclaimer, I am not a prostate specialist. There may be advantages to these treatments that I do not find. Prostate cancer therapy has common themes with the rest of medicine, however. It is complex and there are conflicts of interest. The treatment studies have large numbers, small differences, and outsized claims. Many men cannot wrap their heads around the idea that they should not allow urologists to mess with their prostate. If you still do not get it, and you think there is merit in identifying prostate cancer at an early age, consider magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, and if necessary, laser treatment by a radiologist. These are currently the least invasive test and therapy. If the MRI shows a tumor is likely, 
an imaging specialist can put a guided sampling needle into the suspicious areas. This results in a diagnosis rate of 90% after only one or two sticks. Contrast this with the usual dozen, quote, random biopsies that discover only about half of the cancers. You are left sore and in limbo anticipating a new round of biopsies a year later. Or, if you received a cancer diagnosis, you have to start considering radiation or horrifying ineffective surgery on your most private parts. With MRI guidance, however, a laser can be used accurately to burn tiny spots of cancer. You do not get complications from surgery or radiation you never have. Only a few centers in the U.S. offer this expensive but safe and accurate method. These include Desert Medical Imaging, now Halo Diagnostics in Palm Springs, California, and with affiliates nationwide. And since this was written, parenthetically, uh, this treatment spread all over the United States. They also offer a non-invasive treatment for benign prostatic hypertrophy using the same technology. Since radical prostatectomy for prostate cancer is a multi-billion dollar surgical industry, these radiologists receive a brutal reception at urological surgery meetings and are not allowed to speak. But the standard approaches are outdated, deforming, require years of care, and the math does not support them. Note well, all of these therapies are doubtful because the radiologists, like the surgeons, mostly treat low-grade prostate cancer, which rarely kills anyone. Since I can do without needles stuck in my tender places, I refuse to check my PSA ever again unless I have symptoms. Prostate cancer that is spread or metastasized outside the gland is a different issue. This has been treated effectively and inexpensively using synthetic estrogen for more than 50 years. Some doctors still do this. Bioidentical estradiol is available now and should be used instead of the older estrogen compounds. For many patients, this suppresses the tumor and they feel fine. (coughs) The PSA should be checked at intervals to be sure. Casadex and Lupron are the patented expensive anti-testosterone drugs that are the current, quote, standard of care for metastatic prostate cancer treatment. They typically work for about five years, then the cancer comes back. They cause heart disease, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, and make patients feel terrible. There is speculation that they produce more deaths than they prevent. Recall the hormone hormone blockers ruined health chapter. If you want a copy of this book, it is available wherever books are sold for a digital copy Download it either on Amazon or I left a link where you can pay me whatever you want. If you're short, it's my gift to you. You have permission to send it to your friends if you promise to also try to sign them up for Surviving Healthcare podcast. And here's my pitch. Your buddy Charla is a transgender radiation oncologist. Since she has a prostate and is 58 years old, She should learn about this issue, so forward this post to her. Ask her if she would kindly look at a few of my emails and sign her up. Remind her that if she thinks I'm a turkey, she should simply unsubscribe.